Welcome into Hoops Form, a production of Radius Athletics and a Quick Timeout Podcast. I'm Tony Miller, and we're joined again this week by my co-host Randy Sherman. Big thanks to our sponsors over at 323 Sports. The folks with 323 are providing uniforms, equipment, team gear, and more to schools and colleges across the country at an incredibly low price. I've used them on multiple occasions. Customer service is fantastic. The time that they deliver to you is great. So as you prepare for the upcoming year, reach out to 323. Let them be your athletic programs provider. You can find out more about them by visiting 323sports.com or you can contact the sales rep at sales at 323sports.com. They'll be sure to do it right for your sports program. Today, talking a little two-sided break. If you're listening to this, I'd suggest that you head over to YouTube Watch the video version of this. We've got some slides. We've got some diagrams. Randy, I feel like this is something that sounds newer, but it's something that's been around for a while. Am I right about that? Oh, yeah, I would say so. Who I sort of like when I first started hearing someone calling people calling something two side break, two sided, two side or whatever. I was like, all right, well, what is that? Let me check that out, you know? Um, and then the first thing that came to my mind was sort of the seven seconds or less sons who transitioned this way often. So I would say, no, it's not new. Okay, all right, let's jump into this, dive into this. And I feel like the best place to start with this is to talk some terminology before we start digging into what you can do as you transition in the two-sided break. Yeah, I like to start here because I'll 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 say these terms and if you don't have this image and some terminology up front, you might not know what I'm talking about. So in transition, we like to give a theme and that theme is like transportation to to sort of mean movement or speed. So we've got the rail, that's the area kind of up the sideline. Think high speed rail like in Japan or something, like when we get in that, we want to really run. Just sort of a, a, I don't know, about a yard wide strip of, of real estate along the sideline. Think of a track lane about that width or something like that on, on a, in track and field. I'll skip to Main Street, which is just the lane lines connected, the middle, middle stripe of the court, the Main Street. So again, with the transportation, we've got a rail, we've got Main Street. And then sort of the, that space between the edge of the rail and the edge of Main Street on either side, we call that the alley. And then the, the last thing you see up there is a dead zone, which is sort of a uh, like think of like a, 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 we don't want the ball to, to be outletted into the dead zone. We'd like it to be outletted higher. So like if we got scored on, the guy taken out of the net and out of bounds, he would he would outlet to a player at least – at least higher than the dead zone. So we don't, we're not, we get it. We get an early, an early entry. If we're making an outlet, we get that up the court quickly. Okay. So how to go about doing that here, kind of walk us through this picture. All right. So what I've got is a screenshot of like right at the moment when I think this, the guy with the ball there, got a rebound and to think of constructing the two side break to me, it's just the break you run. If you want to run five out or like be a drag, a drag screen team or something like that. This is the, this is the kind of break you would habitually uh, use. So the first thing we, to construct it though, the first thing we want is those two players to just run there in the rail, getting in that high speed rail, sprinting, trying to get to the, all the way to the dead corner, sprint as fast as they can get the ball, uh, get, get, 
get wide, then deep, and sprint. So we've got player speed, width, depth. The guy with delay above his head, I should have clarified a little bit on there. I want him to sprint initially. His first three steps are a drive phase, like a sprinter coming out of the blocks and uh, all the way to the half court line. And then, and then in the half court line, he can start to slow down uh, so he doesn't, you know, trample the guy in front of him. And we want a good spatial relationship between him and the player who's sprinting to the corner. So don't, don't, don't catch up on him. Don't clip his heels. Right. You know, like, like keep a, keep a good spatial relationship between you and the man sprinting to the corner. That way we can kind of, you know, we can create a, a two on one on that weak side and we'll get, we'll get to that. So sprint your first three steps to really get, drive yourself out wide, then deep. And then when you get to the half court line, start, start delaying and start looking for that ball. The guy with the squiggly dribble line, that's our, that's the guy going to lead the break. We want him to normally get it in the alley, get it in one of those alleys. And I really want them to be a, a player who's, who's thinking about getting rid of the ball, not dribbling the ball. They're looking ahead and thinking of, about getting it up the up the same side rail. Like if like if this this player who's on the single side down here, he can throw it ahead to him, and or he's he's just got his head up looking while he's bringing it to either get it up the same side rail or take it to the opposite in in a diagonal fashion. So as you're looking at this, I'm not sure if this is off of. I'm assuming this is just off of a defensive rebound, but yes, had it gone in. Your five is the one taking the ball out of bounds? It could be. Or the guy with delay over his head could could be. And your guy in the middle in Main Street there could could rim run or or just sort of lag back a little bit. But yeah, it could be your your trail man taking it out of bounds. But it also could be the second guy on that two side. But I, I'd prefer it to be the, the the guy you want to trail. And if it's not, you still want the big in the middle of the floor. I do, but it, it, Preference. Then, it would, you would then it wouldn't be, then we wouldn't have a double side. So someone's got to go take that double side spot. So. A quick timeout is presented by Huddle, the market leader in video-based analysis solutions for basketball teams around the world. Huddle continues to make advancements to their suites of performance analysis solutions. Tools you know like sports code are enhanced by their industry-leading tech like Huddle Focus, an AI-powered smart camera that's built to integrate into sports code right out of the box. It captures and uploads videos automatically from any gym. Head over to huddle.com slash a quick timeout to get a peek at all they're bringing to the hardwood for every level of the game this season. Okay, so then what's next? That's what we want to look at next. Yeah, so we're we're talking to the point guard here. When they get that outlet like you see there in that first frame as I'm looking left to right as I'm looking at the screen, you see what I was just describing. We we outlet to the to player one, they get the ball in the alley. We've got the two side uh forming over there in that green rectangle on on the offensive uh, uh left as we're looking at the screen, it's our right, but um yeah, so again, three and two in this diagram are sprinting. They're they're the dead corner guy. They're they're flying down the rail as fast as they can. Again, think high speed rail. The four in this diagram is that second player who's going to sprint initially to gain width and depth, and then and then start to delay around the half court line, so they so that we don't so that we don't run up on the guy below us, and we keep that that good spatial relationship between three and four when we form that double side over there and one is 
got their head up, get the ball in the alley, and, and we want them to be really nothing more than just like I get an outlet and I'm the guy who gets the ball ahead. I'm not the guy who dribbles the air out of it. I'm the guy who gets the ball ahead. That, that's that's what we want. So we want to get the ball. We want to put the ball back on the defense. That's ball speed. We can We can pass it faster than we can dribble it. I don't care if you're John Wall. You can still throw it faster than you can dribble it. Yeah, and then like you see in this in the middle slide there, the middle diagram would be uh, the example of we throw it opposite, diagonally. As soon as we see that we can throw it opposite diagonally, a lot of times there's just one guy back and he'll he'll have to go close out that catch, leaving us the ability to sort of make that extra pass down to the corner. In the third slide, this would be, again, player one, we just want you to be a guy who just thinks I get the outlet and I'm looking to get the ball back on the defense. And in here, what we're really wanting on the same side, going up the same side rail, is to, to, to get the ball below the level, like just get the ball behind the defense. Just long-winded way of saying just fast break, transition, get the ball ahead. We get the ball ahead of the defense and we attack the paint and try to uh, – and try to you know either score at the rim, get fouled, punch the paint, and kick it out to the to the player showing up on that opposite side. For those that are listening to this, they can't see this. It may be implied. It may just it, this may not be accurate. Preference: dribble the ball across half court or pass the ball across half court. Pass it. We want ball speed. I want the player that's the that's leading the break to be thinking. I'm only dribbling a ball, the ball across the half court line if none of those three dudes in front of me are open. If I can advance it via v, vis-a-vis the pass, I'm doing it 100% of the time. We want to get the ball back on the defense. And the advantage in that middle diagram of throwing it to the two side over there, you're getting an early switch of the court that yes. it automatically is forcing the defense now to have to switch sides which could potentially set up, I'm assuming, some outnumbered opportunities for your offense. It's almost always happens where we've got one guy back over there on that side, and he's like, okay, which one of these two guys are mine? And he has to go to the first one, and we make the extra pass, and we beat him on the second closeout, right? So the, another advantage, and you, you kind of touched on it, is our teaching point was make them open their hips in transition. So if you think about a defense, which I don't have drawn, they would be running toward the bottom of our screen, and then the ball crosses the midline with that diagonal advance pass. I call it a dap, like we call it dapping, so that diagonal advance pass. So we dap it across the court, and now they've got to turn and open their hips, and like they slow down, and 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 uh, and it creates all kinds of advantages. So we want to make them, we want to move them to that side with that diagonal pass, make them have to sort of think of like a cornerback in football who runs and. They're backpedaling and then they're run and then the guy maybe slants and now they got to open their hips the other way and the guy beats them for a touchdown, right? So that, that that's kind of what we're talking about. Do you care or do you instruct uh, the, your players who are running wide, the two guys to the corners, don't want to catch it at the wing, prefer to catch in the corner, don't look back at a certain time, look back then, does that matter or no? I, I like them to start looking back around the half court line. So the first three steps, which should take you around the half court line, your head down, you look like a sprinter coming out of the blocks in that drive phase. Like you see a sprinter just sort of getting his body upright and just driving one, two, three, bang. 
That's what I want. When you get to around the half court line, start looking back over your inside shoulder, but don't, don't slow down. I mean, if we're really looking to get the ball ahead early, you'll probably get that catch before you ever make it to the corner. Like you see in that third frame there, if you've really ran and driven out of the, out of that moment, when we got possession, you, you won't make it to the corner by the time we throw it ahead to you. So no, don't wait till they're to the corner to throw it to them. Get it ahead early every time. Did you have any trigger or teaching point for when they should in for layup to receive a pass or running straight to the corner? If you see an unprotected rim, you can take it, you can sort of like cut in behind the defense. Like see that third frame, I've got that line across the court and the the defense is still recovering. That would be a time where even if we didn't throw it ahead, you could cut in toward the rim to see if we'll throw it over the top of the defense, alley-oop, long pass, or whatever over the top of the defense to you if you see an unprotected rim. If there's bodies back, just take it to the corner or, or an empty paint or someone in the charred circle, just however you want to phrase that. I phrase it an unprotected rim. We're not going to bend that route off toward the rim if there's like a guy back there standing underneath it. Like we're not throwing it to you anyway. So I'd rather you just go ahead and create that vertical stretch by taking it all the way to the deep corner. All right, next set of slides here, diagrams. Yeah, the first one would be a scenario, again, where we outlet to the to the to to player one outside the dead zone. They're right at the edge of the dead zone, so I, I don't mind that one. They're looking to get it up early, get it ahead early, but they happen to sort of like the same side is now the two side, right? So they're, they're, they can still throw it ahead to that second player on the two side there in that frame. If they're open, do it. Just again. All I want player one to be is I get the outlet or I get the inbounds and I'm a ball mover, man. I'm just a guy who's, I'm the conduit through which the ball goes ahead. That's it. And the middle frame would be uh, an, an example of taking it diagonally, a dap, what I call a dap or, or, or going opposite or diagonal pass. And that that's sort of that scenario where there's a guy back on that side and we throw it ahead and he feels like he needs to take the ball, but we got another guy. And so it's that second closeout. That's a little bit bigger advantage on the catch. And the harder, the the harder those guys who will run to the rim, or I'm sorry, who run to the corner run, the bigger, more open, easy two on ones will get. So if they're jogging, they're just kind of running alongside the defense. We're not going to get much out of this. So we really want to push those two guys to the corners super hard. And with that middle diagram, you can just see that's a really long closeout for X2 to get to the corner, which is... Yeah, if that's the only two guys back, it's those guys, he's in trouble. And then on the third slide, I get this question. I've heard several ask this already, but Mm -hmm. times when you end up with three on the same side. Yeah, so we're like, don't have that sort of floor balance that we might prefer. My rule on this was don't cross the court. So like don't, I didn't want players like cutting across to balance the floor or running across the baseline. I, I'd rather us just stick to the rules. One guy go to the corner, the second guy sprint and delay. The advantage then of say we, maybe we lost a little symmetry is we've got uh, an empty side for the guard to attack if he can't throw it opposite or ahead and opposite. Our rule there was like, go take it to that green space, that green circle you see on the screen. Take it to the paint. And and if they don't stop ball, then score. Punch the paint and kick it out. But but like if it what we would what we want is same rules. If we can if we can get it ahead vis vis the pass soon, we'll do it. If not, we're gonna we're gonna just push it up that side looking, making them stop ball. 
and and like you see that break point in the dribble I have right there, like just past the half court line. He may cross over and drive middle, or he may just keep it in, say his right hand and attack attack that empty corner right there. But but just just be aggressive right there because you've got you've got a whole hemisphere of the court, if you will, to yourself. Just go. That last slide, thinking back, we actually have a couple episodes on what happens when you end up with that scenario. And I kind of want to stay away from that one tonight. I would ask you next, several have asked what happens when you don't score initially in those first seven seconds. Yeah, we don't kick it early and opposite, or we don't throw it ahead for and beat them down the court. Yeah. Anybody that's paid attention to five out long enough, you could do a million different things. But yeah. what do you like? The I shared most? one. I shared one. Yeah, the first frame would be going back to that empty side. We threw it ahead, and we can throw it down. Same thing. But I think what you're talking about is we've we've run our lanes. One looked ahead, tried to get it, tried to be tried to be that ball mover, that ball advancer that we want them to be. Nobody was there. We call this what what I, my term was. This was a guard keep, meaning the guard kept it. So if we go guard keep and take it over the half court line with a dribble, we're probably assuming then that the defense got back there's they got they got bodies behind the ball there's there's they they transitioned well let's just give them credit they got back how do we show up then well we've got two guys in the corners we've got the double side over there in the green rectangle uh we've got the guy who maybe rebounded and outletted to one trailing down main street and it's just a natural thing to say drag drag ball screen right there I like that as much as anything. I I, I don't I, I don't really. Uh, I was just thinking the most simple thing would be to 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 give him a a drag screen and again hearkening back to to the seven seconds or less suns that we've we talked about and what you saw over and over again was Nash and Stoudemire right here like just just right off right off the simple drag simple drag right off the break going toward the two side you got other things you could do you could you could throw it to the five and screen down and the five could then be the trigger man and we could screen down and you know screen and hand and guy coming off the screen takes a handoff from five there's there's an infinite amount of things you could do but i chose to just share a frame today that was very elementary and simple and straightforward you could just drag screen for the guy because again what we're assuming is we've got no advantage the defense is back and the screen creates an opportunity. The, the, the ball screen creates an opportunity to get two on the ball, hit a roller to, to get, get, get our point guard going downhill. If we set a good screen, how, whatever, throw it to the back man, shaking behind the screen. Same thing in the third diagram on this screen would be if it's one of those times that we don't have that symmetry, meaning we got one corner that's unfilled, We've got, we still got the double side over here. Again, Main Street belongs to my big. One can just take it down the side. I like them to get below the free throw line, and then we can just side drag for them. So those, that's just, I thought I would include that as to sort of what happens if we don't pitch ahead and score on them as just a, a beginning point of like, let's, we're assuming we didn't pitch ahead because no one was open. The defense is back. Therefore we need an action, i.e. a ball screen to create one, to create an advantage. If you're new to this, just set the drag screen. 
I mean, it's the easiest way to create an early advantage in the possession. If the defense switches, you're typically some sort of mismatch there. You can go three-man action of screen, roll, shake from behind, and then play out mm -hmm. of post entries. We have a whole episode connected to that. It's simple enough, but I think it gives you enough that you could have a lot of things that you do off of it that lead into the rest of your offense, whether you're going five out or four out one in there. If you're I, like, I like that. I like that. Yeah. If you're really into this and you want you, you're like, I'm, I'm way past that. Then what you need to do is you need to schedule for September 8th and 9th in Greenville, South Carolina yes. to come to our Bruins basketball clinic, because Randy is going to be presenting on five out early offense. And I don't want to like put the tease out too early, but what I, I think even drilling deeper into that, I'm going to talk about sort of playing through the five, like instead of screening, throw into the five. But I might touch on this, but yeah. So yeah. I'm super excited about it. My guys are going to be the ones that are going to be the demonstrators, and we're going to be doing this this year. And so I'm going to let Randy coach my team for about 50, 50 minutes to an hour, and they'll get an Tell opportunity to – they better tie their shoes tight because we're going to run, run, run. We're going <laughs> to run, right. run, run. All right. I'll let them know. I'll let them know. So if you haven't, we've been placing it on social media, September 8th and 9th, Greenville, South Carolina. If by chance you can't make it, I've made a virtual ticket available. We'll have all of the sessions that you can watch for however long you want afterwards. So be sure to check that out on our social media channels. Really excited to have Randy here in South Carolina. He's going to do a great job. And we've got just an incredible group of speakers. So I'm looking forward to that weekend. Hard to believe it's less than two months away. So going to want yeah. to be making those uh, plans as soon as possible. If you're wanting to watch any part of this, just simply search Hoops Forum. It'll be there on Radius Athletics YouTube page. For Randy Sherman, I'm Tony Miller. We'll talk to you again next time on Hoops Forum.